Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 126 with best-selling author and organizational psychologist, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. From 2015 to 2018, Dr. Hardy was the number one writer in the world on Medium, where his blogs have been viewed over 100 million times. He contributes regularly to Inc. and Psychology Today, and his current blog is read monthly by millions of people and has been featured on Forbes, Fortune, CNBC, and many others. Dr. Hardy's latest book is called Who Not How, and coming soon in the fall of 2021, he's releasing a critically acclaimed collaboration with Dan Sullivan called The Gap and the Game. In this episode, we unpack ideas from Dr. Hardy's book, Personality Isn't Permanent, which unlocks the myths surrounding personality and gives people the tools to break free from self-limiting beliefs and write a new story for their lives. In particular, we talk about the perils of the fixed mindset that people develop around their own personality and how to redefine and evolve one's future self. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes that I've ever recorded for this podcast. People often ask me about key episodes to share or how to leverage CLSK to teach and inspire others in their business or personal lives. In episode number 249, I give specific ideas on how to best utilize the gold mine of information and resources that has been produced through this podcast. I answer questions like, what are the best episodes for sales reps? Or what are the best episodes to learn about leadership? And I share some of my favorites with the audience. Please check out episode number 249 to learn more and visit changinglivespodcast.com for notes on this and all the great episodes. If you enjoy this short flashback with Dr. Benjamin Hardy, please tap the five rating on your podcast player and share the episode so that others may benefit as well. Of course, you can also revisit my full conversation with Dr. Hardy in episode number 126. You mentioned in your book that personality is created, it's not discovered. Let's start right away with that topic and have you unpack that for us a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of people think that personality is innate. It's unflexible. It's who you always will be. But if you actually look at people over time, it's easy to look at people as a snapshot and assume that that's who you're always going to be. And that's kind of what personality tests do is they give you a snapshot and then you think that that snapshot persists. Mm -hmm. But if you actually look at people over long periods of time, There's been research that has literally followed people for 80 years, like literally followed the same people. (laughs) And when you watch over a long period of time, you'll see that things change quite a bit. And so at this point, it's pretty clear in the research that your personality is going to change over time. 
the question is what's creating those changes? Obviously, there's lots of things that create changes, but what about just who you want to be? So where the whole field of psychology is going, or at least the field of positive psychology is going, is, is rather than assuming that the past is the thing driving you, it's actually the future that's driving us. Our view of our own future is actually the biggest predictor of our feelings and our behaviors. In psychology, we call it perspection. But whatever your view of your future is, that's actually the thing driving your behavior, your future self, your future circumstances, your goals, the outcomes you want. In philosophy, they call it teleology. And so it's really your future. And I guess I would say really quickly, there is a difference between identity and personality. And really your identity is what drives your personality. And your identity is how you view and describe and define yourself. It's how you explain yourself to other people. It's the story that you have for yourself. And so personality is created because we all assume an identity and that identity shapes our behavior. You know, if I call myself an introvert, I'm probably going to see myself as an introvert and I'm going to start acting like an introvert. Right. And so it forces us to be very intentional about our identity and intentional about our goals, because those are the things that shape our behavior, which over time become our personality. Mm. So insightful. The idea that our future drives our personality development. That's something I really want to get into. And I'm definitely going to ask you a lot of questions about that and and how that happens. You referenced personality tests briefly just now. There's a quote that uh, you have in the book. It says, uh, human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think they're finished. And I'm interested in your take on this because, you know, a lot of us have taken personality tests. I've taken a battery of them. And they reveal things about you that are pretty interesting. I think we can learn something from them. But uh, the idea that somebody gets fixed into feeling like, well, that's who I'm always going to be, is something that you promote as being detrimental to them. And, And tell us why you feel like personality tests can be more detrimental than helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So that quote, by the way, comes from Daniel Gilbert, who's a Harvard psychologist. Human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think they're finished. And the reason that matters a lot is because who we are in the present isn't who we're always going to be. If you think about it from a who you were in the past, who you are in the present is actually at least slightly, but to some degree could be in many ways different from who you were in the past. But human beings have this, it's just kind of a bias that we think that who we are right now is who we're always going to be. And so we underpredict how much we're going to change in the future. We don't spend much time imagining that change. We just assume that who we are today is who we're always going to be. And personality tests can really solidify that belief that who you are right now is who you're always going to be. There's a huge emphasis on who you are right now. And so the tests give you a score, a label. By the way, I'm not against all personality tests. You can learn some things from personality tests. I'm mostly against the ones that are not very good science, not very good at explaining personality and ultimately throw you into a category and give you a label. Those things overemphasize the present and the past, and they don't give you any imagination or goals towards the future. What you do when you've assumed a label about yourself could be a label from any of the popular trendy personality tests. That label, when you've taken it seriously, becomes an aspect of your identity. And again, your identity shapes your behavior, which over time shapes your personality. And so when you've assumed a label that's very present or past focused, it stops you from imagining your future self being any different. You just assume your future self is going to be the same person you are today, which isn't going to be very good for changing your behavior in the future. It's not going to be very good for going outside your comfort zone. It's not going to be very good for any form of radical growth. And so that's, that's the major problem. I mean, there's several other 
problems with overly assuming a label about your identity. You know, it leads you to being mindless to all the times that the label's not actually true. But ultimately, what it does is it creates what Carol Dweck would call a fixed mindset, right. which is an overemphasis on the present and an underimagination towards the future. Wow, that uh, was powerful right there. Just the idea of overemphasizing the present and who we are right now and under estimating the changes that we can undergo in the future. You said there that we underpredict our own changes, you know, we, when we hold on to these labels that we have. How would you counsel someone to define their future self? First step is to recognize that they're not the same person you are today. Again, who you are today is not the be all end all. Your future self will be a different person. They're going to be in a different environment, a different situation. They're going to have gone through experiences and learning that you personally haven't gone through yet. They're going to have different priorities, potentially different values and goals. They probably will have different goals. <laughs> Think about, they're going to have different desires. Think about your own self right now. There are certain things that you wanted, potentially even really badly, five, 10 years ago that you just don't want anymore. Maybe you're not even interested anymore. Right. That's going to be true of your future self. The things that maybe you overly value or prioritize or pursue right now may be uninteresting to your future self. So it's first off important to recognize that they're a different person and that obviously it takes imagination to even consider who your future self is. Daniel Gilbert at Harvard said that most people spend very little time imagining their future self. So you, you need to imagine who your future self is and you want to recognize that they're a different person. And the next step is obviously thinking, well, who do you want that person to be? <laughs> who do you want your future self to be? And what do you want their circumstances to be like? What do you want their characteristics to be like? If you really thought about who's the person you ultimately want to become, let's just say in three, five, 10 years from now, and they were to come and talk to you, what would they be like? You know, what would they share with you that has happened in the last few years? So you want to think about just all the elements, who you are in your relationships, who you are in your career, who you are just as a person, your health, your fitness, whatnot, just where you are as a person, because that's what shapes your identity is your view of your future self. And that's ultimately what's going to drive your behavior and ultimately your personality. And so you actually just need to define it, define in detail who you want to be and what you want your life to be like and where you want to be as a person. And then, you know, a next step would be to start actively telling people about who you want to be because your identity is based on the story you tell about yourself. And the story you tell about yourself drives your behavior and over time your personality. So you need to really start telling people about your goals and about what you're trying to accomplish and then ultimately getting accountability around. I actually want to read something out of here and ask you about it. Rather than facing our fears and rather than facing the truth, we avoid them. Rather than creating the life we want, we build the life that allows our problems to exist unresolved. Rather than becoming the person we want to become, we stay the person we are. Rather than adapting our personality to match our goals, we adapt our goals to match our current and limited personality. So what I get out of that is that we're so overly shaped by negative experiences that we just develop a fixed mindset, right? How does someone break free from that, Ben? First off, you have to ultimately, again, as we've talked about, change the meaning of those former experiences, which were negative. You have to actually look back on them with different eyes and recognize that you are not the same person you once were. You did have negative experiences in the past, but you don't have to give those experiences the same meaning. You can actually start to view them as rather than that, that happened to me, that happened for me. That's something that I can use. And ultimately, I'm grateful for that. And I can use that because now in the future, I now know better and I can move forward. So 
part of it's actively choosing a positive meaning towards your past and ultimately owning and viewing the past as I'm grateful that that happened. That's a big paradigm shift. Rather than being still bitter and angry, you say, I'm super glad that that happened. That's a crazy thing. Even if something really bad did happen saying, you know what, I'm glad that that happened because now it's brought me to this knowledge, this point, and now therefore I can do this. But ultimately what you have to do in order to move forward is you do have to start really taking the time to think about who's the person you want to be. What are the circumstances you want to have? And then ultimately fueling that so that you can actually have genuine hope. And the way you fuel it is you start getting support in multiple ways. You start listening to better information, media that teaches you, that gets you in the right mindset. You start removing the negative media and the negative influences that are killing your hope, killing your confidence. You start setting goals and getting support on those goals, maybe investing in mentors. You start actually building a support and accountability around the future self that you want. And just by making simple progress, any form of intentional or courageous action towards your goals will increase your subconscious. It'll increase your view of what you can do. It'll increase your confidence. And so by having a goal and by making small steps and by educating yourself, by fueling yourself with positive media and removing the negative media, you start to develop that hope and you start to develop that sense of agency. And then ultimately you've got to be adaptive. You've got to try stuff and learn from it, meaning you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail and you're going to take that and say, that happened for me. I'm going to learn from it rather than... And you're going to get more adaptive at trying better ways and learning better ways to achieve goals. You have to not only have the confidence that you have the goal, but you've got to get better at finding better ways to achieve those goals. There's a quote that I once heard. Honestly, it's a Joe Polish quote, but it's just a simple quote. But he says, winners find ways. So in order to have hope and even motivation, you not only have to have a goal, but you have to believe you can do it and see a pathway to getting it. And so part of developing that hope and that motivation and that confidence is not only developing the belief in the agency that you can do it, but learning new and different ways to accomplish what you want to, because the way you're currently doing it isn't going to get you to where you want to go. What got you here won't get you there. You need to find new and better ways and get more adaptive at trying better strategies and finding better strategies to creating a better future. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.